Welcome to Extreme Ag's Shortcuts. Let's get right into it. Hey friends, welcome back to Miles Farms. We are standing in a cotton field with the proprietor of Miles Farms, Matt Miles. He is doing some really cool trials in conjunction with Agro Liquid. Agro Liquid uh, out of Michigan has a really big presence down here and her name is Molly Alexander. She is the Southeast Regional Agronomist for that company. And we also have Rob Dedman here doing some pretty neat stuff out here. You talked to us in a previous video recording about an infro experiment and then we're gonna talk a lot about foliar trials where you're going to be using four different treatments over the top of this cotton once it gets a, a little taller. Talk to me real quickly, Molly, about the infro uh, trial that you're doing at Miles Farms. So the infro that we did was Matt's grower standard plus adding in fulvic acid and that was just to get an overall benefit. Um, but one thing we do here at AgroLiquid is we pride ourselves in tailoring protocols for every farmer, no matter how big, how small, or acreage numbers. So these guys want a intense infro, we can do that all the way down to a very simple uh, singular product that'll get them to the yields that they want. So, so. the infro was a fulvic yeah. uh, treatment and you said something uh, off camera before we started to talk about what standard practice is in furrow at time of planting cotton, most cotton producers don't even use an in furrow uh, treatment at time of planting. Correct, so when we say standard practice, in furrow is not necessarily married into that. Two by two is not necessarily a standard practice in cotton. Um, we're starting to learn that different things are getting us different results and uh, hopefully it will become a standard, but in most soil types that we grow cotton, in furrow doesn't necessarily stick around long enough yeah, we got a lot of leaching that happens here. Rob was talking about that. And she knows about cotton because she's from the Arkansas Delta region and her family has been in the cotton production business for 50 years. Matt Miles has been in the cotton production business for even longer than that. He told me in a previous recording that cotton is a finicky plant. In fact, it looks for a reason every day to die. Uh, you're going to keep this from dying. You're going to take this to harvest. You're probably going to get good prices because cotton prices are up, but you're going to do something different on some of your foliar treatments. You're going to go over this field a whole bunch of times, and some of those times you're going to use their product for this trial. Talk to about, tell us about the trial. Yeah, basically the trial is going to, after the infer, is going to be four different applications. Is it four different applications, right, or is it eight? It'll be six total. Six, yeah, six total applications. Six of the eight you intend to do. Oh, uh, you're talking about, well, see, you're talking about the normal passes I go? Yeah, yeah. they'll be at least from here on out, at least eight passes for insect insects. So from the time this plant, which is about four inches tall, until we harvest this cotton and turn it into bed sheets, you're gonna go over it eight times with uh, some kind of a treatment. Not including herbicide. And not including herbicide. So eight times- You have more to about 11 with a herbicide. Cotton is a finicky plant. You're gonna go over this field <laughs> 11 times, and in about six of those times, you're gonna have her product in there. What's the product? The, it's uh, several different products, combination of products. You might want Molly to explain each one of those. Molly, you got a, a, a cocktail of products going on six different times. Tell us about the cocktail of products from AgriLiquid that are going on this field and what you hope to attain by doing that. So first and foremost is gonna be critical timing stages is where we pinpointed to do our foliar application. So our first application is pinhead square. So that's gonna be when the first actual square starts forming on the cotton plant, and that's when it kind of gets itself kick-started and taken off for reproductive stage. Um, one of our main products that we're gonna put out is called Capitalize. So it's a potassium product, but it also has um, calcium and sulfur. So we're gonna actually spoon feed potassium across our plot. So every time they run across it, except for the last two growth regulator stages, we're gonna foliar feed potassium in. 
You told me something when we were in another field just scouting and learning about cotton, or I was learning about cotton. You don't need to. I certainly do. You said this is a very potassium uh, needy plant. It and is. then you used a poundage, which didn't mean a lot to me, but then I thought that sounds like a lot. Tell our viewers and listeners, what about potassium in this cotton? So after a couple of past <clears throat> years of studies in different places, whether it's Texas, Arkansas, Mississippi, even Georgia, we found that in peak cotton production times, Potassium can get used almost upwards to three to four pounds of potassium a day. How many pounds are in this in this field? If we don't apply it, it's going to deplete it. It is, will. Is, it there even, will. is there even potassium in this field right now, Ryan? There is. There, there is, is a lot of potassium in this field. There's right probably now. this one right here is probably 350 pounds or yeah, so. Yeah, probably at least 350 pounds. But this is field. hence the reason we put the fulvic in because the fulvic in furrow is actually going to help any of the tied up potassium in the soil become available to the plant. So yeah. not only are we Resourcing what's already here, we're foliar feeding over the top as well. Well, if you see our soil, see how light, fluffy it is, we can't front load. In these in these real sandy soils, we can't front load fertilizer. So the agri-liquid program is right what we're looking for, which is spoon feeding. Yep. You know, we've learned over the last several years that, that spoon feeding the crop in the Delta is a big deal. We're in the Midwest, you can put it out, front load it. Yep. The, the soil holding capacity or the nutrient holding capacity of soil will keep it there. Here it's going down, so yeah. we have to be real careful. Rob said right before we hit record on the camera that we got real sandy soils and we got the issue of if you try and front load all your nutrition, it's gonna go in there and where's it gonna go, Rob? It's either gonna go down or out the bottom, mm -hmm. one of the two. You know, that's one really thing about the soils is, what was it, Matt, five, six years ago when we really started looking at spoon feeding these crops mm -hmm. and, and we started spoon feeding with, you know, we talked in the earlier recording about, you know, just N, P, and K, yep. and, and not paying a lot of attention to the micronutrients and stuff like we should. But we, when we started spoon feeding, especially potassium, uh -huh. in, in a dry format, we started seeing yields go up really big. But now then we it, we moved on to start foliar feeding potassium and, and forms like the Capitalize and, and products like that, where you're getting, not only are you getting potassium, but you're getting calcium, which cotton's also a huge user of calcium. Mm. And when you start doing that, you see even further advances, you know. And sulfur as well. So yes. we have the yeah. sulfur piece married in there where cotton, any sort of leafy vegetative crop, soybeans, cotton, they're diehards for sulfur. Well, in they all, love them. Yeah, in all honesty, you think about it. A plant's so much like a human. We don't eat breakfast and get up the next morning and eat breakfast again. We, get, we eat breakfast, lunch, and supper, or, or I guess most people call it dinner. Uh, but, I mean, a plant's the same way. You, you, you can't give it everything it needs at one time. Yeah, right. it's, better, it's better to space this out in terms of the dosage. You were telling us about the four products, I think it is, that are going on this six different times over the top. You gave us, I think, two of the four. You want to go ahead and pick us up where we were? Sure. So, like I said, we're going to spoon feed the Capitalize across, which is... Capitalize, spelled with a K. It's a product. Yes. It's, a, it's a product name, and Capitalize is what? It is potassium with calcium and sulfur. Okay, and that's a product called Capitalize, spelled with a K. Yes. And then the second thing we're putting on? We're going to put fulvic over the top again as a foliar because we want to use it as a carrier this time. So instead of uh, the infro benefits we get, this time we're going to go on the side of the foliar benefits, which is going to be a carrier to help get it all the way through the plant and awesome. cycle it up and down. So fulvic is the only thing that went in furrow, mm -hmm. uh, and now we're doing four products over the top, one of which is fulvic again. Uh-huh, okay. capitalized. And capitalized. And Fertil rain will be our again. next one. Fertil rain. Spell that for us. Fertil rain. <laughs> okay, sorry for you Yankees. It's F-E-R-T-I 
R-A-I-N. And Fertirain is a proprietary product made by our friends at AgroLiquid. And what's it going to do? So it is a, another MPK package with a uh, micronutrient additive to it. Okay, that's our third thing. Capitalized, fulvic, Fertirain. Fourth thing that's going over the top? It's my absolute favorite in cotton, which is boron 5%. Okay, boron 5% because what do we know about boron? We said it in a previous episode. I didn't even think it was, I didn't even think it was a thing in, in, in growing up and now we're throwing the stuff everywhere. What do, we, what do we need that boron? So first and foremost, if we're pushing our yields to the biggest potential, we're looking at really full, heavy bowls and boron is uh, used mainly for fruit retention. So if we get to the point where we've actually got our bowls full and ready to pick and we drop them off or what we call shed in cotton, all of our yields laying on the ground and unattainable, and we have literally cut ourselves off at the knees. Rob, you said something uh, a little bit ago. Um, sometimes you do stuff on these trials because you want to ring the bell, and that's not what really we're doing here. We're just truly putting out stuff. If you got 1,500 pounds per acre, that'd be about a really nice average for the Delta, yes? That'd be a very nice average for the Delta. Yes. Okay, but that's also not ringing the bell with some kind of crazy record. So right. this product, this product mix that we're doing here in conjunction with AgroLiquid, it's going to give us a really good return, but we're not spending bazillions of dollars to try and prove that we can grow the most cotton per acre, right? Yeah, yeah. Like Molly said earlier, you know, these these programs can be tailored. We can always tailor these programs, and with the 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 multiple products that they have, you can always fix the problems, and and it always has a a good ROI associated with it. Uh, you don't need to, you, you will have set records. I've been to your office. You've got a few plaques from setting records, NTGA, soybeans, etc. You don't, do you want to set a record out here? What are you trying to prove? Uh, I'm just trying to make money, but you know, I, my pursuit's always the highest yield I can get for the least amount of money. You know, the average county yield here is probably 1,100 pounds. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, 1,500 pounds is ringing a bell. Okay, so you if know, you get 1,100 pounds, you're not going to be dissatisfied. In today's in today's world, yes, we will be. Okay. I mean, to be honest with you, if you can't grow upwards of thirteen fifty with today's input cost, you're going to go into the negative. Okay. But so you think break, you punceling out your break even? You you're above county average to get to break even on this cotton field this year. Yeah. Yes, for because sure. of the high cost of fertility. Yeah. But then the stuff that we're doing here with Molly, uh, is it going to be? Is it an expensive experiment? No, it's not expensive at all. I mean, it, and it's stuff that that's going to return a positive ROI. You know, if you're putting out a a, a, a foliar of, of potash and you're planting these potash, then it's a, it, you know that's pretty much a no-brainer. If you're not blowing money on a on some kind of expensive program trying to set records, you're just trying to make an ROI. Molly, you've grown up in the cotton business. You said your family's grown up for 50 years. You cover a, almost all the cotton states with the exception of Texas. You're around cotton a lot. You've been around it your whole life. What are we doing different now that we didn't do just 10 years ago that's an improvement, that maybe your trial is going to be the next improvement? Uh, well, first and foremost, we're starting to look at soil samples a lot closer, and we're starting to manage our inputs a whole lot closer. And in the past, when we saw a problem, that's when we went to correct it. And at that point, we've already lost yield. So I consider that reactive farming. I prefer proactive approach where if you'll spoon feed it at the critical time, the plant doesn't necessarily expend any extra energy that should be going towards yield yeah. um, to be going out and searching out these nutrients or these water sources it needs. If it's already there and ready to go, it's going to take off and do what it needs to do. And I consider that proactive instead of having to be reactive, which is how it's always been farmed in the past. They think when I see a problem, let's fix it then, and it's always catch up. And the damage is already done is. then, it's and the damage done. to yield is already mm -hmm. done then. If we're on this tight of margins, 1,300 pounds is what we're going to need to break even, and we're hoping for 1,500 pounds. There's a big problem here if we don't 
if, if we don't yes. uh, correct it proactively. Well, yes. and 10 years ago, to Molly's point, you take a 100 acre field, we'd go out there and pull three probes, put them in a sack, go mm -hmm. get a soil sample. Yeah. Today, we've got 50 samples in that field. Yes. Sure, you do so every we know, acre or two grid. Every two acres, so we know, well, on a grid sample, so we know what each place needs, you know, whether it's calcium, whether it's potash, whatever, and that gives us a better idea. We're managing, and Kevin Matthews is the best I've seen say this, but we're managing plants now. We're not managing acres, mm -hmm. we're managing plants and what those specific plants need. Rob's got a really good point on this also about managing the plant and also the spoon feeding effect because, again, you already talked about it. You got leaching here. We've gotten way better at it, and that's one of your big, uh, big, I guess, objectives is be better at right, right nutrition right now. Yeah, you know, so we, we, we do look at the right nutrition right now. And, and like Matt, Matt made the point of, you know, we plants are like humans. They want to eat more times than once a day. Yep. You know, they want to eat more than once a year when we front load these crops. A lot of these products are not only are they right, right product, right time, but look at them as a snack. You take a, you take a skinny man and you go to watching him start eating Snicker bars. Well, yeah, if, if you think so, David. But you start feeding him Snicker bars every day, and eventually he's not going to be skinny anymore. We don't want skinny cotton plants. Yeah, you want, We want right. big fat cotton plants. And you're going to snack them right up to so that point. We're going to snack them right you're up You're going to treat this field eight or nine times and six of those, oh no, 11 times over the top, and six of them times is going to have her stuff in it. Am I right? Yeah. And it's going to be four things. It's going to be mixed with what else in, the, in that time? A bunch of other things going on? Just depends, yeah. I mean, most time on insecticide. You know, insects are so bad, and cotton is probably the most attractive plant to the insects in our area. So we're spraying every 10 days just for plant bugs. Then your stuff will be mixed. Your cocktail of four products, Molly, will be mixed with other stuff. Any anticipated compatibility issues? Is that part of the trial, or are you pretty much already got that solved that you know there's no antagonism? Oh, no. We, we do that way before we ever even suggest this because the last thing we want to do is cause an issue or a hang-up in the field. So that is always done prior to application. So compatibility with other stuff won't be an issue. There's no antagonism on the product mix Correct. with other stuff he'll be putting in the tank mix? Unless they lied on their label. Ah, unless can, the other companies I lie. can tell you this about AgriLiquid. If it comes in a jug, it's going to mix. That's one of the one of the biggest positives I've seen out of the agri-liquid products is they're always clean. You know, I had a product the other day I tried to pour out of a jug, and it was like mud. Yeah. But if you get an agri-liquid product, it's going to it's going to mix whatever they tell it's you. Mix. It's going to be compatible. You're going to have a clean jug when you empty. That's it. right. Rob, uh, last thing while we're wrapping it up here, what do you hope to see? Anything that we haven't already talked about with this trial? Well, you know, we always, when we're doing these, these trials and stuff with Extreme Ag, we're always looking for those products, those, those, those products, those methodologies and things that we can use to bring an increased ROI out of the farmer. If we can take something here that is a, a simple, add it to an insect application already product, we can increase an ROI to a farmer, that's a win for everybody. And you anticipate you're going to have that ROI on this? I do, based on what I've done, what I've done in the past with agri-liquids. And the thing is, like what Rob just said, we're going over this field anyway. We're paying the airplane to go over this field or spray or whatever, putting their product in. There's no extra application cost. Yeah, so you were already going to be out here. Now you're putting in their cocktail of four products. Again, they're capitalized. 
Furterain. Which ones am I missing here? Fulvic. Fulvic. And Boron. And Boron. Those are the four products that go in this mix. Uh, we're going to be giving you more information about how this trial turns out. Uh, we're at Miles Farms in McGee, Arkansas. He's Matt Miles, uh, Ultimate Ag Consulting and business partner with Matt is Rob Dudman. And she is Molly Alexander, Regional Agronomist, Southeast Region. She covers a lot of cotton ground and she's excited about this too. Molly, last word on the way out the door. Uh, I'm just excited to see how this turns out, and I want to thank these guys for giving us a chance to work with them. Fantastic. Till next time, I'm Dave Mason with Extreme Ag. Share this with your friends and tune in for more great information right here.